This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're sitting down on a deck. <laughs> Something that I assume Linda McMahon did with Vince McMahon twice, and then he went into the city and banged whores. Yeah, to rinse the dick smell off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rinse this. Rinse the fucking smell <laughs> off. Tradition off my dick. Here's the thing. For people that have been married for fucking 50 years or something insane, yep. how often do you see them together? <laughs> They have been married for 51 years. They've been married for 51 years, and boy, oh boy, do they not spend a lot of time together. This is a weird one to do, because a lot of what Vince McMahon is credited for is... By the way, before take we start... Take longer to make your point, by the way. Oh, I just want to say, by this, shut the fuck up. No, I will not shut the fuck up. I will, I'm trying to make you a broadcaster. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Please donate to us monthly for added episodes. For the love of God, we need money. We're going to be doing that every week. Anyway, um, it's a diff- it's a difficult thing because she is a shadowy figure in WWE. Because and, but because it's the WWE, she's not shadowy in the way that she's the one who disposes the bodies. She's just a nice person. They're like, get her out of the fucking spotlight. I could imagine Vince McMahon Sr. referring to her only as that bitch. Um, by the way, Vince McMahon clearly had sex with an underage woman. He was 20. She was 16, 17. Ugh. By the way, never ever... They met fr- when she was 13. Yeah. They met when she was 13. Vince had, like, uh, notably, like, any reading up you do it when you're like, why is this man so weird? How come he always basically says Vince that WWF is a family? It's because... He basically his home a, life is so f- it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's like Vince McMahon is a man who wears a suit, and he's the CEO. He's the billion dollar man, whatever. Um, but more so, he was a guy who grew up in, in a trailer rural, park in North Carolina and was beat the shit out of by, by multiple stepdads. By multiple stepdads. One of the stepdads he's quoted as saying, um, "He died, and that's sad because I wasn't the one that killed him." Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon, that's also, by the way, why he is a huge fuck-off for the South, because he grew up there and never felt accepted, went to military school with a bunch of hayseeds, never felt accepted, moved to New yeah. York. Like, he didn't meet his dad until he was a teenager. If it makes any sense, where it's like... He's- like, if anyone's shocked that he broke the deathbed promise to that man, it was probably because he was, like, he, he his dad was like, promise me two things, Vinny. You won't expand the company, and you won't piss on my grave weekly. You got it, Dad. And then he probably signed the contract to expand the company while fucking his dad's grave. Yeah. Well, think about yeah. think about this though. Think about the fact that you're a junior of a guy who clearly didn't even want you to be his son. Like, how no. fucked up is that? Right. And that's so Vince McMahon essentially, by all accounts, is more or less adopted by Linda's family. Like really early on, they were. He's very much yeah taken care of by this sort of you know relatively well-to-do North Carolina family, like yeah. sort of not necessarily, like a very middle-class yeah. family. She goes to university. He's slowly getting into the business. They bring on together. And she's clearly, as much as we are, you know, the vicars of viciousness. Whoa. She is absolutely, you can see, is the cool, steady hand yeah. on supporting this man. And is going, he has a vision and is basically tidying up within his wake. 
She's brought in a lot of times when communications falter with wrestlers. She would be brought in. This is talked a lot about with Hulk Hogan where she would be at the table with um, Vince and stuff like that. It was a go-between in a lot of hairy, scary situations. Um, was not necessarily present. Also, Vince McMahon does not trust her judgment. So when he would let her hire people, that would basically mean that person would be there for the length of their contract and be criticized by Vince McMahon. Look no further than Tony Schiavone being hired by the WWE. Does a great job. Evidently, he arrived and Vince McMahon was like, get him elocution lessons. He sounds like a bag of shit. Yeah, because they do this weird thing where we talked about this. I don't know if we explicitly talked about this in the Jimmy Hart episode, but they were having problems in the South. That was leading... Absolutely. Because and the thing is, the South is a huge wrestling stronghold, and it never was their style. Yeah. The reason why the WWF was able to take hold was it's in New York where all the wrestling magazines were published. Mm-hmm. So they would give prominence to Bruno because their pool of journalists were wrestling fans, and they grew up with the WWF product being the A number one. Yeah. The reason why Jim Cornette loves Memphis wrestling the most is because that's what he grew up watching. Yeah, everyone in the same yeah. way that we have a hard on for the Attitude Era and ECW because when we were fourteen, that's what we grew up watching. Yeah, exactly. And also Francine's fat tits. <laughs> Clearly I, not really a part of her body. Though. I hate that fucking laugh. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Vince McMahon and Linda got married. Linda was eighteen. Exactly legal. Yeah, they legal. have uh, Shane they in 1970. Out, she blew out the candles, blew on his dick. He nice, put a ring nice, on that nice. finger. They waited four years to have kids. Yeah, because Vince McMahon was clearly cheating on her. Like, okay, in research for this episode, Dylan focused on the in-ring. I read some Vince McMahon Playboy interviews where it's basically like just Vince McMahon being like, "Do I cheat?" <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, of course, a because lot. you think about this. You're a guy who works because people don't understand this. Vince McMahon gets. Married in 1966. They have Shane in 1970. They have Stephanie in 1974. I thought it was 1976. There's six years between the two of them. Really? I think it's six. I'll look that back up. Anyway, so they have two kids in the 70s. Vince has to take a job uh, working in like... A, like He has to take a fucking manual labor job where he's 90 hours a week just to make ends meet. Also, if your dad is running the biggest territory in the media center... Of the fucking states, wouldn't you think you'd get a little money from dad to help you out? No. No, doesn't get anything. It's not until he becomes a inter, like an in-ring interview with him. In the late 70s. In the late 70s. And that's when they like start having a relationship. They knew each other, but they have a relationship. And it slowly is building. And the only reason he got that job, by the way, is because the guy who used to do it wanted more money. And Vince Sr.'s counter was, Vinny will do it. Yes, exactly. Vince worked at a quarry. Um, that's true. 1976, uh, Stephanie was Never question yeah. me. Never question me. And that's when you can see he gets, obviously, Vince gets into the business. Yeah. Because he needs money. He, he has needs a second money. fucking kid. The quarry job isn't cutting it anymore. Yeah. So. No more breaking Linda's rocks. a receptionist Time at this to point. break some balls. Hello. Exactly. Linda's a receptionist at this point. Again, the more you read into that guy's backstory, the more it's like, oh, it makes sense. He's a fucking rock breaker. With a billion dollars. <laughs> exactly. What, it, are, what is your qualifications for being a billionaire? I can make a big rock smaller with the use of a hammer. But here's something that you can definitely draw a line where Linda helped out with. Is her college education was in trademark law. And now what do they do? Yeah. They trademark everything. everything. The Young Bucks recently got sued for doing suckets and two sweets. Great. They got they got sued out of doing that. 
They can't do it anymore. Not surprised. Because they were getting over using... They basically found a schism in pro wrestling where... Oh, we're here's our strat. Here's our uh, characters. We're the Hardy Boys, but we're annoying jackasses who just fucking do shit. Cause why not? Essentially, the Bullet Club is. Remember the clique? Imagine if the clique didn't do pills. Yeah. Imagine if the clique were just nerds. Yeah. Exactly. The clique, by the way, John's a fucking idiot. No, I say things my way. I'm an intrepid individual. So when you're reading up on Linda McMahon, essentially. Oh. Vince McMahon cheats all the time. All um, the fucking time. Because, and it's, does and he even like wrestling is the other thing. Do you think Vince McMahon <laughs> is really like wrestling? Because Linda, Linda kind of just goes into it because Vince gets fan- handed his company, how many, and Linda no, has to No, he just- doesn't get handed this company. He has to, bu- again, he his dad makes him buy the company from yes. him. Yes. <laughs> I'm dying, but before I die, I would like some money. And some assurances that for some reason, Gorilla Monsoon is taken care of. Like, and by the way, Grill Monsoon is a surrogate father uh, to Vince McMahon and doesn't stand in the way. Him and Arnold Skoland could have stood in the way of the expansion. Yes. They also had a vote because they were minority owners. They don't. They see the writing on the wall and they realize what Vince wants to do. Linda is very much painted as the... It's very hard to do research on her because she's now the business czar of Trump's, the Trump administration. Um, but she's very everything on the internet about Linda McMahon is completely whitewashed because, as we'll talk about her in her career, she did some shit that Donald Trump talked about. Yeah, <laughs> well, she had some things done to her that Donald Trump talked about. Still, there's like she's a she's a 50 year old woman at this time. It's not like she'd be like and they and she gets raped on television multiple times. Yeah, Katie Vick is one thing. They just like. Oh, for fuck's sake. There's one of Vince's hiatuses that's explained by Linda wants another kid and I'm the genetic jackhammer. (laughs) That's the creation of Vince McMahon. In researching for this episode, I will say this. At the time, I didn't really like it, what they were doing, because it was just McMahon television. But find me a guy more in his prime as a performer than 2002 to 2008 Vince McMahon. Like, winning the ECW title with a do-rag on? Why not? Give me every part of that. That man did more for the oversized sweatshirt than anyone is willing to admit. <laughs> yeah, he's he was like, uh, maybe you can cut the sleeves off on a fucking sweatshirt, buddy. Excuse me, is that Rocky from Rocky Five? No, that's Vince McMahon. He's just walking to get coffee and get a haircut. <laughs> Vin, the other thing about Linda is, I, you would never think there would be this much of a gap in performance between two people and a couple. Yeah. She clearly has the a soft touch can negotiate. She just doesn't want. She's so clearly the good guy. Where it's like everything has failed. Hulk Hogan doesn't want to come in. Linda, get a chamomile because we need you need yeah. Grandma needs to have a talk. We're putting on the WrestleMania theme, and you're walking out and speaking in the most confused voice anyone's ever heard. Just like no, but it just teaches like she's Hello? the principal. She's Hello? the principal. Yeah, she she takes over for Jack Tunney. Yes, she very much does. We're skipping over. So the steroid scandal happens. Now, Linda McMahon um, gets brought into it. There's one memo that is leaked where she basically is the one who comes in and goes. She's clearly on the business side of this. Yeah. And there had been some sort of risk assessment. There's a doctor named Dr. Zahorian who was the supplier and ended up going to jail in the midst of the steroid scandal. The big thing that tipped the government that they were distributing is Linda McMahon. There's a memo from Linda McMahon that distributed company-wide to Vince McMahon and everyone going... This guy is no longer coming to events. Absolutely not. That was her first edict mm-hmm. when she got put into power was no more. It's not appropriate. 
Mm-hmm. That was supposedly the smoking gun of he is the supplier of steroids to Vince McMahon, who is then forcing wrestlers to take steroids. It has now been legally found that it wasn't, and the federal government spent millions of dollars going after a businessman who was doing a bunch of negligent things, none of them to do with steroids. She's put in as the CEO of the company uh, to shield uh, the company if Vince ends up going to jail. He did not. She remains in that role up until 2003 when Shane leaves. Yeah. Now, I don't really know what her role is in his business. When you talk, it's talked about with Bruce Pritchard and other sort of areas. She's very much a figurehead and does her certain roles within the company, but is not a CEO in his day to day. It's still always Vince McMahon. As much as people talk about in the steroid era of like, oh, Jerry Jarrett and Bill Watts are brought in to run wrestling. It is basically assumed from Pat and Bruce in the way that they've spoken, which was, here's who'd be running the company. It would be us going to a jail and Vince McMahon on one of those black telephones going, you tell Yoko to get here. I have to sort out something with the Aryan Brotherhood. (laughs) (laughs) The Aryan Brotherhood, yeah. The tag team champions forever are the Harris Brothers. That would have happened if the steroid scandal went through. The SS boys. Um, I would love. Did you know how many wrestlers would have come out? But people would have come out of prison with wrestling contracts. Oh my god! Dick Murdoch in the Hall of Fame every year. <laughs> For those of you who don't I know, I guarantee it, suddenly Dick Murdoch and Terry Gordy would get convicted of some crime, and it would turn out they were paid by Vince McMahon. This is to one be put in the same. Jail. This is one dude we have to do. Is Tito Santana? Tito Santana because he's like out of the industry, like. Like slap slap, I'm I'm done with this. Has done some very fucking <laughs> fucked up reporting on apparently Dick Murdoch. He just opened his locker one of his first days in the NWA. Tito Santana looked in it, and Dick Murdoch had put a card in that said Ku Klux Klan. Dick Murdoch. Yeah. Just just so you know, sir. That's fucking terrifying. And Tito Santana was like, now I gotta be excited to drop kick, yeah. <laughs> and he still fucking was. Let me say this about Dick Murdoch. This is a man who they were like, this guy's clearly NWA champion. Like they're. He's one of those people where it's like this guy in the places he wrestled was so over. And then one day in the middle of the ring, you know that thing that Homer Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've talked about this many months, but the, uh, he does the curly from yeah. Three Stooges. <laughs> in the circle of the ring that stands up, looks at Dusty Rose and goes, I didn't want that belt anyway. It's like, who the fuck are you? Also, by the way, a lot of wrestlers have stories of going to a barbecue at uh, Dick Murdoch's house and his eight-year-old's just drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Redneck. That's what they called him, baby. Oh, they called him Captain Redneck. Don't act like they what? didn't. I'm not drinking alone. Am I a woman? <laughs> so to reiterate, let's start. Do th- I tuck my dick? Answer me that, Dusty. <laughs> start a timeline. Linda McMahon, receptionist, <laughs> stops. Basically, stops her whole like receptionist. They have two kids, Shane, Stephanie. Obviously, you know that. Um, in the late seventies, Vince starts working in wrestling. Linda doesn't really like it, but she's like, you know what? We're in a family now. Yeah. Wh- whatever. Nineteen eighty-three, they move to Connecticut. So this is really the start they of Linda. They move to Connecticut and shit. at some point purchase a house on the same street as Ron Howard. I don't know when that happens, but it does seem like Vince McMahon's the kind of guy would be like, "We got twenty bucks. I lied to the bank. We live here now." Oh God. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that's not discussed is, okay, Bob Backlund is problematic. As a world champion. But what basically carried them is they didn't think the superstar Billy Graham would be as hot of a champion as he was. But holy fuck, because they, so they put the belt on him after Pedro Morales. The reason supposedly that was given for why they took the belt off Pedro as Morales. As we've said many times. Is too many stabbings. Too many stabbings. <laughs> nice. Goes on to Billy Graham. 
Billy Graham is the first time, and this is basically where he gets the idea for the Hulk Hogan style, and this is all covered in the Hulk Hogan episode, but I'm going to gloss over it. For the Hulk Hogan run, is because Hulk Hogan's basically doing a family-friendly version of the superstar Billy Graham. Um, Vince McMahon's favorite wrestler, by the way, is Dr. Jerry Graham, or Dr. Jerry Grant, who famously used to drive around New York in a uh, red Cadillac with the top down, lighting cigars with $100 bills, just to put himself over as a badass. That is nice. Vince McMahon's favorite wrestler. Superstar Billy Graham, as the champion, was not supposed to draw. That drew the company a huge amount of money. Vince Sr. is still in power, and Vince Sr. would schedule when the title would drop, and at the end of the year, title's going to Bob Backlund. This is a huge dispute between Vince Sr. and Vince Jr. Bob Backlund gets the championship. Vince Sr. subsequently gets sick. Vince McMahon comes into the company. Bob Backlund has the title taken off, Iron Sheik, all that sort of stuff. It seems like when you read about this in the very sparse accounts you can find, Linda McMahon is presented as this. Vince McMahon is the abusive father. All the wrestlers are children, and Linda comes in with a slice of pie and is like, he only hits you because he loves you. Yeah. That's who she is. He's just trying. He's just trying to be nice. Yeah, he do, that's just he doesn't understand it. You yeah, know, it's it was a hard day at work. Yeah, I don't know Stephanie why he called you a dirty spec whore. But that is you do know. Keep in mind fault. this: wrestling since the 1940s has been built off of the mafia. Lynn McMahon, as we said right now, is very much the clean. She's the fucking clean one. You can't have any dirt on her. No. If you've watched any mob movie, like uh, you watch Casino, it's she. Vince Mc, Linda McMahon is Robert De Niro's character in Casino. You can't. You no, can't have would, the clean. Person. I would even say this. I would go. No, what she is is she's the head of the Teamsters Union in Casino. Yeah. Okay. Um, Stone. She's Kevin Pollock. Yeah. No, Kevin Pollock is the real estate guy. Okay. I'm talking about Alan King, the guy who shows up every once in a while. Oh, and is that, like, give my yeah, son a job. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah the, that's that. Linda McMahon has real, actual, crazy power because the reason why Vince Vince is the f- crazy figurehead, but if Vince crosses Linda in the wrong way, then uh, all the fucking cards fall down. Absolutely. And that's why she's in the White House right now, essentially. Like, is because she, she was she, like, I'll she, do all this bullshit. But one day I, but I'm one calling day I'm in my cashing. fucking marker and here it fucking yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. She is the CEO as they go throughout. By the way, 93, 94, 95, they nearly lose the company a few times. This is the closest they've ever come to bankruptcy. Yeah. Hulk Hogan's gone. The steroid trial fucked them financially. Diesel is not good. Diesel is trouble. Uh, to quote Gerald Briscoe. By the way, Gerald Briscoe, I want to go to a bar with that man now because every story is like, oh, you can fuck with people. You don't fuck with Jerry Briscoe. Well, Jerry Briscoe is essentially like, you know, a UFC fighter. He learned to do that, but then there was no market for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, like I would watch Conor McGregor versus Jerry Briscoe. Like I would watch Jerry Briscoe, the Stooges Arrow versus Conor McGregor now. Jerry Briscoe would lose, but Conor McGregor would walk away hurt. Yeah, it'd be three minutes. It wouldn't be a minute. Yeah, it would be three. Like, it would be... You'd be it, like, holy fuck, Jerry Briscoe's beating him up here a bit. Yeah, like, <laughs> and just like, oh no, well, now he's dead. Yeah. He's winded because he's 60 years old, but he did get a plug-in for the Briscoe Brothers Body Shop. Pat Patterson just keeps saying what he did to Ring Boys, and Conor <laughs> McGregor's crying. 
McGregor loses via verbal submission <laughs> just being uncomfortable. Stop describing me as a child, Pat. I, I liked it to wear the tight pants, Connor. <laughs> oh, the tight pants make me make my pants tight. Yeah. The only reason I wouldn't, Connor, is you're Irish and I don't go for that sort of thing. I would love... Yes, yeah, Jerry and Jack Briscoe would also do uh, twin magic and win. <laughs> 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 the lights would go out. He'd all of a sudden be fighting Jerry Briscoe. And then the lights would go again. He's fighting both Briscoe brothers. One has scissors and the other has a half bottle of Jack. Yeah. But he's not. <laughs> clunk stab, clunk stab, clunk stab. <laughs> That's broken, but there's still whiskey in it, so he's sipping, yeah, yeah, yeah. stabbing. He's sipping. drinking the broken glass at the sacrifice of his own mouth blood. Yeah. Um, so like we said, so Linda McMahon, go, so 83 to 93, shadowy figure. Who the fuck? Slice of pie. No one knows. <laughs> no. One 93, <laughs> everything is signed over into her name. name. Classic mob technique. Of just fucked. Put it on the clean person. Put it on the clean person. She's then, it's again, it's very much, she's a part of it. Um, it's one of those things where you know that Vince is interested in you if he invites you to the house. You know you're getting signed for sure if the meeting is with Linda as well. Yeah. Here's the other thing is that um, Vince in his fucking for all the things you want to say about him being a psycho 93 to 97 the growth the company showed he attributes just to linda absolutely which because, is just like because a it's also thing. one of the things where this is where they're expanding into merchandise like crazy they're redoing yeah. their brand like the new generation that squeaky clean four kids thing is because and i'm only realizing this now. i would love it if linda was like well vince i don't know how to say it is uh, it's 1996 and uh why don't we get a woman on TV with some big old titties? <laughs> and uh, how about we get a how about we get a pimp character there, sir? Because we're we're gonna move into an era of calling them fucking whores, Vince. <laughs> Be who you are. I talk like this. Ah, uh, Vince, Vince, <laughs> remember that uh, woman that you impregnated in 1989, and I had some experimental medication brought up from the Amazon, so that woman gave birth to a hand. We're gonna do, <laughs> we're gonna do that with Mae Young. Just so you remember who's wears the pants. <laughs> you wear Vince, the it's Sunday. That means pegging. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to, Linda. <laughs> oh, well, I don't want to be made to look like a fool in the copies of that smut rag that Hubert Humphreys publishes. I'm going to pass you a note. You can read that aloud. Yeah. Shit on my dick or blood on my knife. <laughs> exactly, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the butterfly effect. <laughs> Shit on my dick. Yeah, or blood on my knife. <laughs> Linda McMahon. <laughs> the, the Linda McMahon story. <laughs> this week. The bus- the small business are of the United States. Her backstory. The thing that woman the Hello. things that woman has ignored. Hello, Deborah. I'm aware you have two black eyes. Keep in mind. Steve will hit you. I'll hit you somewhere no one will see. You. <laughs> Who expects Linda? <laughs> Oh, you left a, you left all your fridge the stuff in your fridge alone for two hours. Mm. Anyway, I wouldn't need any of it. Yeah, but I just wanted to confirm that this is your your mother's address. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is. Oh, she has a lovely home. I'm visiting her right now. I'm watching her do her laundry. It'd yeah. be a shame. She doesn't know I'm here, but it. Uh, but I am. I certainly am. I brought my Sunday garb. If you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I'm gonna peg your mom, Deborah. <laughs> oh my god! She's also very important in that when wrestling gets real, just as we talked about, where they got the Godfather, they got Val Venus. Val Venus being a, a face because he breaks up with women by telling them to hit the bricks yeah. and a dildo. Horse, horse, horse! They put her in charge of human resources. She's a very, very strong ally because she, she also it's one of those things where they, she has that. 
she's very much a sec this is a very murky topic but she's also very much that second way she you can put a tribute to her she going it's also i would like to say this uh because we this is all hearsay we don't know conjecture we're comedians yeah we don't actually know that said a lot of this seems like very good guesses especially john it's not it's all hearsay and conjecture especially her pegging vince mcmahon i'm not saying that they do that but i'm saying that's happened once and vince thought he was pregnant we're gonna have to look up real laws let's hope this <laughs> podcast doesn't go viral does that happen with podcasts this one i will it'll go viral in the way of the the super herpes that vince and linda McMahon. donate to patreon we might need lawyers yeah <laughs> we will we might need you guys to hit that fuck button because we might need to protect ourselves from Trump. <laughs> yeah. Hit that fuck button, baby. <laughs> the fuck button. Um, so business growth, growth, growth. We head into the Attitude Era. Linda is the only McMahon who doesn't appear on television. This is, by the way, the best use of the vi- of the McMahons ever. When Shane appears on television and brings Stone Cold back for the first time, I remember hearing about that in the schoolyard, and it was like, he has a fucking son. What the yeah, yeah, fuck? Yeah. This, it gets right into it. Linda is also, like I mentioned, like the Jack Tunney of this, where they bring in Shane, they bring in Stephanie. Um, by this time, Shane and Stephanie are both like defined characters. And then they bring in Linda, and I think Linda is really effective. Because, because Linda comes in as, you've gone too far, Vince. I'm not going to divorce you because uh, we're old-fashioned people. Yes. But I am going to put your mortal enemy in charge of the company I'm the CEO of. Yeah, this is again the beginning of the very weird way that the WWE and storyline defines how they trade stock. Where it's like, I've given him my stock now. <laughs> I sold my stock to a consortium that was Ric Flair somehow. Yeah, there's a, this begins the a lot of stock deals, and it's very funny in that like cause sports becomes that, and very, pro wrestling does obviously mirror sports because this is around the era where half of uh, sports center or sports desk or wherever your sports news is is just look how much fucking money these guys make yeah. like it starts in the 80s but it gets really ramped up in the 90s because it's also like the tech boom Alex so Rodriguez's getting... fucking contract yeah and the tech boom exactly it's also yeah it's the tech bubble so there's so much money floating around the, the like the WWE would have e- like they would have a building called where Vince McMahon takes shits if it hadn't been for the XFL. <laughs> yes, like all the wrestlers talk about like their suddenly their checks were not nearly as spicy. Yeah, and they all attributed to the fact that they bought a restaurant and the XFL. And Ivory, who again, I love Ivory so Ivory so much. Who her and Steve Austin apparently just started wearing XFL garb because they were like, we paid for these. Like, really? That is supposedly the reason why Steve Austin spent most of the 2000s only wearing XFL merchandise. Oh, LA Enforcers and shit? Yeah. It's because he was like, ah, Stone Cold bought it. <laughs> Stone Cold wearing it. Um, Linda McMahon appears at the sort of apex of the Ministry of Darkness stuff where it's revealed that Vince McMahon is the higher, higher power just as the way to fuck with Stone Cold Steve Austin. She comes out and goes, now Vince, uh, we didn't like that. We've given Stone Cold Steve Austin the power. So she appears a little bit on television. This is the beginning of us getting to see Linda McMahon acting, which is atrocious. I can only imagine what she's like when she actually cares, but it must be terrifying based on her acting skills because she clearly cannot hide her emotions whatsoever. She's she's basically like, if my mom has to lie, that's what Linda McMahon is like in the ring. Just sort of like, I don't know if I should be doing this. Um she gets put in power, then goes away. Yes. Then we start in on 
I think one of the beginning of the weird part of the the really weird part of the Attitude Era, which is Vince McMahon's drugging his wife and making Tristratus bark like a dog. Yes, um, we can do that though because we skipped on the fact that uh, they take over wrestle the McMahon's. Really, oh, yes, we forgot. Really take over wrestling with WrestleMania 2000 because there's a McMahon in every corner. So we have um, pop quiz. Who was who was supposed to be in the fourth corner that wasn't McFoley? Hogan? Nope. Me. It was you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Chris Jericho. Oh, really? It was supposed to be Chris Jericho, and this was the period where Vince McMahon hated Chris Jericho and thought he was a piece of shit. Yeah. Because it's, all right, Big Show by Shane, Triple H, obviously Stephanie, Vince The Rock, and Linda McFoley. Because it's, Linda also is, during the Attitude Era, I would say one of the only characters that's completely clean. She is, she's the principal. That's the perfect explanation. Vince McMahon is the crazy vice principal who's like, everyone in the auditorium. She would have been way more of an effective character. She's the deus ex machina. She's the one who comes in at the very end and goes, here we go. By the way, that main event run is such a mess where it's like, the big show clearly wins the Royal Rumble, but they wanted to build this whole thing so like the Rock Well, he's too fat, right? That's that's one of the things. It's like the big show is like he's too. He thinks this is the guy who we talked about last week, but put a bodysuit on Giant Gonzalez. Who, if Giant Gonzalez in '93 shows up to a to a a beach, people are noticing his height, not his body. You know what I mean? And Vince is like, no, he's gotta have. He's he's, gotta have muscles. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Big Show's fat as hell, but. He doesn't need to wear a T-shirt, but Vince is like, no, wear a T-shirt. And wearing a T-shirt in a wrestling ring is really like wearing a T-shirt in a pool. Everyone just notices it way more that you're wearing a T-shirt. I gotta say, I like swimming in a T-shirt. I don't. Makes oh yeah, no, because we're we're I'm 32 now. You're 32. We're entering that age where <laughs> even if we're in good shape, we gotta wear a T-shirt in the pool because we boing. <laughs> yes. Also. Like it's like. W- <laughs> Oh, I'd rather have wear a t-shirt in a pool that everyone make fun of me than have to get a mole lanced once a week. <laughs> yeah, because we are fair boys. Here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing about me is it's like, oh, hey, you know the ozone. Like I've been to Australia twice, and people just I was at a hotel and they just as I was walking outside, the receptionist went, "Have you put on sunscreen?" Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yes, I have. There's no protection between us and the fireball anymore. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. You are the canary, and this is the coal mine. Put on some sunscreen. Yabayach. So she comes in um, periodically just uh, say basically to Kobe like, Vince, actually, my stock got sold to whoever. King Mabel. King uh, Mabel's back. Uh, Triple H and me. Ooh. We're also skipping over. The McMahon-Helmsley era, when they really needed to get over that Stephanie's that... She's a Jezebel king! Yeah, to get Stephanie over his heel. They have her slap her mom on a SmackDown, and then a Raw, and then a SmackDown again. Yeah, they put more heat behind trying to... To get Stephanie McMahon over his heel, I don't know what they were more determined. (laughs) They were more determined to get her and Triple H over as a heel than they were to make money. And by the way... The beginning of that, no one talks about it. The beginning of that went over as well as Roman Reigns because they came in and got rid of every wrestler everybody liked. Austin's gone, then they fire Mick Foley, and then it's just The Rock, and The Rock isn't there a lot because this is when he's filming Scorpion King, so he's like, 
I can be there for 20 minutes. I will say, can you smell? And I can't say The Rock is cooking. I don't have the time. Well, that's the other thing where they, they're getting a heel champion over for the first time. Because once you said, like we've, we've always said this, that uh, WWF is like a baby face territory. Yes. And the difference between Triple H and Roman Reigns is it's way easier to shove a heel champion down everyone's throat. Because you obviously don't have to like... The heel champion. Yeah. And it, the it was, heel, it's way easier to make a heel a, a baby face. It can also show the... Um, it shows the influence of Jim Ross, who's he's covering that up. Like, yeah, this is like the height of Jim Ross and talent relations, and he's very cleverly being like, "We don't have our first string; they are all injured. This isn't going to be a championship season, possibly. We'll do what we can do, and fuck me, did they fucking ride that pony all the way in? Because like, that- well, kind of satiates them because no, they don't have the babyface champion, but they're like. You can see Jim Ross being like, "Oh, but it's still all about you because you're the heel and you're exactly." The and the, the champion. point that they they have the McMahon's rock, they have the beat. rock go over, but they don't have the rock go over until Stone Cold can be the reason he wins. Yes, which is so clever because it's going the Rock, Stone Cold. That from WrestleMania 20 to that SummerSlam is like all of those pay per views are fucking amazing. Including the Iron Man match between uh, The Rock and Triple H, which is one of the best unsung WWE main events ever. It is so fucking good. Yes. All right. When Fat we, un- Fatter Taker uh, debuts? Oh, Fat Taker? All right. Can we take a break right now? Because we're about to get into Linda being comatose. Linda Sexually assaulted by Eric Bischoff. Vince, uh, Kane sort of sexually assaulting her and then lighting her son on fire. Tombstone by Kane. <laughs> lighting her son on fire. And the greatest piece of acting in professional wrestling history. Her stunner on the uh, thousandth episode of Raw? No. Heal Linda McMahon. Oh, yeah. Heal Linda McMahon. All that after the break. Speaking of things that are healed, her vagina is healed over. That's how long it's been since they've had sex. Oh, it's time for a break. To have a break. Break. Everyone's breaking. We're broken. Yeah. Not like Matt Hardy, because nice. we're not paying impact any money. Yay. Go to patreon.com. Wrestler review. There's a backslash in there. And give us some fucking cash, you fucking shits. So you can decide what wrestler we review next. Or to pay us enough money to get a Barry Darso tattoo. Only one of us will do that because the other one already has given his body for stupid ideas. Now enjoy the rest of the episode. And if you don't, shut up. You're fat. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Please give us so much money. Don't fucking correct my commercial. We've just consulted with our lawyers. This may be the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) So in terms of... Allegedly. 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 (laughs) In terms of creepiness, is Linda McMahon the top creepy character in wrestling history? The fact that they haven't had a divorce and on television her husband drugged her for a period of time and fucked effectively fucked a woman in the ring. He cuckolded Linda McMahon. <laughs> he, That's a real cuckold move. That is the a irony s- that she was a cuck and then went on to work for Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She's the OG cuck. That's why she's in the administration. She's- How do we mess with these cucks? You were the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you well, who have not seen this shit, oh. L- Vince puts Linda... 
like sections her. That's the storyline. And drugs the fuck out of her because <laughs> to gain control of the company, and then has Trish Stratus bark like a dog. Strips in the he middle of the ring. He sucks her tits on television. The, essentially, made even worse that it's not even Jerry the King Lawler on commentary. It's Paul Heyman, who, and this by the way, it is made all the more creepy because I watched this last night when I should have been sleeping, which is Trish Stratus is is uncomfortably stripping in the middle of the ring. Oh, does not want to do it, and. Paul Heyman just goes, hey, mom, I came all the way to D.C. and I get to see Bush. Yeah. Uh, okay. See, here's the thing about Paul Heyman. Not funny when he says things ever. He's the devil. He looks like the devil. Yeah. Jerry Lawler, it comes off. It's just crazy because if you look at their personal lives, he's not joking. But when Jerry Lawler says something like that, it comes off as a joke. Well, Paul he's Heyman clearly joking because he's talking about a woman of age. Where he says puppies. He uses softer words. Yeah. He uses way softer words. Like he's understands the English language that way. Whereas Paul Heyman's like, uh, strap yourselves in. We're going to see cunt. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. Paul, don't say that. Yeah. No, you have to. Yeah. It paints a picture. A horrible picture. Ah, Jim Ross talking about stopping a mud hole and walking it dry. That's what I do to cunts with my penis. So I have a, my mom survived a concentration camp and I think of those leather boots every time I get hot. <laughs> my penis is uncircumcised and it looks like a pith helmet taking Berlin. <laughs> no. No. I, I only fuck to the noise of snare drum beats. Now I'm sad. <laughs> Why are you making us sad? I fuck to the Truth Commission theme song. <laughs> <laughs> the Truth Commission is still one of the most ill-defined and interesting <laughs> stables. Um, Vince Mc- they're, right. they're genocidal maniacs. Do you think that they looked at Linda McMahon? Like they looked at a storyboard or something and Linda McMahon hadn't done anything weird and sexual, and they were like, "Well, let's make her let's make her drugged, so she's not alive." I think that I think Vince just went, "I want to fuck Chris Stratish," and Linda jokingly was like, "Well, if I was drugged," he was like, "You've agreed." <laughs> <laughs> look how much money we're making, Linda. Yeah, Linda, look over there. We bought a house that we put inside our house. Well, Linda was like, "I want the White House," and Vince was like, three years? You don't say no to anything." <laughs> I'm buying a football team. No. I said three years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a football league and you have to do it. So she's comatose. Obviously, WrestleMania 17, the match with Shane and uh, Vince and Shane. And then Linda rises out of the chair and gets revenge. And if you look at the storyline like this, that basically but, but, Trish Stratus again, is held captive, yeah. repeatedly embarrassed, and like really emotionally, if you're looking at Trish Stratus, that character, as a real thing, she should have just not been in wrestling for the rest of her life um, because yeah. she was emotionally this probably is, could never even talk to a This is how again. good Trish Stratus is as a performer. She bounced back from that, and it's yeah. very few people remember that. That is very much true. Also, do you think that ISIS watched this period of wrestling and just thought, that's how you treat women? <laughs> oh, no. We're coming for your Western lifestyle, except that Vince McMahon, he's onto something. <laughs> <laughs> Vince is just fine. Even if even if there's a revolution, he's fine no matter what. Except for I mean, if people with like you know, yeah, if there's an o- souls coming, if there's an occupy wall, occupy wall, yeah, wow, 
call black people Muslim. You just said that Muslim people don't have souls. I didn't say Muslim. I said ISIS don't have souls. Uh, Dylan God does not think people of the Islamic faith have souls. That's not true. It is true. You just That's said not it. That's true. Hashtag Dylan Islamophobe. Here's my impression of John. I'm actually a Muslim. Oh, so you're in ISIS. That's what John thinks. So, all right. You, do you think that drugging your long your wife of now 34 years and making her watch you bang a fitness model who also for sure doesn't want that to happen yeah. on a nice woman for like a ni- uh, Vince McMahon pitched this idea they did it to his long-term wife and a fitness model who's his employee I feel bad if my wife goes to a dinner I don't like <laughs> I can't imagine having that confidence. <laughs> yeah. I do, I'm just I, like, I'm so sorry. I'm that also, salad wasn't better. <laughs> I'm also willing to week. bet that Vince McMahon didn't even tell her. She just showed up and there was a, <laughs> there was a wheelchair. I was like, what's this for? And he was like, Linda, don't you read my emails I don't send? <laughs> I faxed it to you via fa- not doing it. <laughs> That's a joke I have. By the way, here's the crazy thing. This is the most wholesome thing that Linda McMahon does in this time frame. Yep. Well, she also, also, by the way, the most wholesome thing that Vince McMahon approves, because this is now the beginning of, and we've talked. It is, I think, my favorite angle that Vince McMahon's ever done in, in the creepy genre, which is Don Marie fucks a man to death. Ugh. Also followed quickly by, remember how Sable sued us for sexual harassment? Let's get her back on screen, and I'm going to do that on TV so people know I did it. Terrifying. Yeah. In this era, though, Linda is doing announcing the things that are actually taken seriously. Like she she announces the brand split. Yes. So, very much. If you see a career, oh, I'm going to retire if I lose this match, and Vince McMahon is saying it, that is not going to happen. If like if the Kevin Owens angle, I mean, if it happened with Linda, that's horrifying. But if Linda had been the person in the Kevin Owens angle, like we're going to sue you, this match, blah blah blah, you would actually take it seriously. How far? And up? they don't have that anymore. They've no, with- they don't. They're trying to make. Pardon me. They're trying to make Vince McMahon that. The problem yeah. is, is that we all re- like it's so because it, so Vince been established. McMahon, as- wrestling fans is an abusive father figure. Yeah. Where sometimes it's like you're doing great, and then other times he's waking you up in the middle of the night, Jim Beam in one hand, and just a photo of your mom in the other. Just that's a whore. That's <laughs> a whore. Well, because Vince McMahon is a wrestling character versus Linda McMahon, who's very much just a person talking. And a lot of people got on her for that, for being like, oh, she's one of the worst performers, blah, blah, blah. You need someone who's not a performer to be like plainly state what's going to happen. Yeah. It's you need that, you need a clean. It's, you said it perfectly in the first half. She's the principal of this school of insanity. Yes, exactly. She's Most of the time, her office door is closed, and she's fielding phone calls from parents who are like, my son came home and said babies can be hands, and also, what is Val Venus? Well, I think you... Uh, well, I do declare. <laughs> <laughs> Linda is... All right. So here we get into the... Good stuff. <laughs> oh, you think a sexual assault is good stuff? Mark it down. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? No, this? do not edit it out. I'm not telling you. No. You have to. I'll just listen to the episode, you fucking cuck. Good, good point. 903. <laughs> okay. I like how I get uh, I get me calling all black people whatchamacallits gets aired, and all the shit you do doesn't. Well, I don't, you don't edit it. <laughs> I do. Fair point. <laughs> Editor's choice to... <laughs> play that over and over louder and louder <laughs> for three hours so linda gets tombstoned by kane this is the kane oh is it kane, is kane first and then eric bischoff all right so here's how it works out kane is unmasked kane this is makes unmasked. kane go nuts yeah kane 
starts torturing the McMahon family. Uh, he tombstones Linda. He sets Shane on fire. Um, Linda is at home for as for attack. She's being interviewed at home. You hear the doorbell ringing a ton of times. They keep the cameraman follows them around, and Eric Bischoff is at the house. Bear in mind, and this it's is- hard. It's it's like the hardest thing to watch. This is, by it's the way, so actually awful. Vince McMahon's house, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Also, um, it's actually Vince McMahon's house, I'm, I'd say I'm 80% sure. Also, this is beginnings of Eric Bischoff, where Eric Bischoff has basically been brought in as Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon is making Eric Bischoff act the way Vince McMahon thought Eric Bischoff was acting when he owned WCW. Like, he's just showing up at his house to rape his wife. Yeah. He's, you he, would, though, Eric. You did. Well, because you think that Eric Bischoff is... You ruined Peg Sunday, Eric. Do you- My asshole. <laughs> <laughs> she could barely get it in. Eric. He- Eric, I, I like to come anally, Eric. It's so creepy. He he does what me and you know as the Demeray, where he holds a woman... <laughs> he holds a woman's hands... He holds Linda's hands behind her back with one of his hands and f- just kisses her and then goes on TV... And brags and says he fucked her the next week. And basically is like, hey, Vince, I raped your wife. Ha, ha, ha. Wrestling is awful. Oh, my God. This is this, this is, is like all oh, the, the ad- way, when they talk about like we're a publicly traded company, they were a publicly traded company at this point. This is post Costas yep. 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 interview. Yeah. All that. And they were like, here are the things you can't do. Bleed on television. Here are the things you can do. Rape people. You better not call it a title shot. You better rape a woman. That's all I'm saying. It's like, it's the worst thing in the world. I feel like there were there was time travel as possible, and the people traveled back in time from this time, this year, 2017, back to that year, and it was... Like the staff that write for Breitbart just briefly were employed by Vince McMahon <laughs> to write WWE television. You think this is only briefly? This is this is the like this is the this is the we need to recapture the magic of the Attitude Era. Throw all the actual shit at the wall. Get me a kid. Kill the kid. It's so weird that they don't understand what made the Attitude Era good because this is they're featuring the McMahons super prominently. Linda's taking more and more of a role on television. There's Which is diminishing again, returns. No one was looking for that. Here's Linda. They use Linda McMahon perfectly in every other instance, which is she comes out. Oh my God! And then Vince is all Vince is like only scared of her really. Yeah. As character she comes out she announces a thing vince you've gone nuts you really need you really need help i love you blah 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 um here's what's gonna happen play the wrestlemania theme song and it's also weird you can tell you take it's almost like you take a character more seriously because she's so business-like she doesn't even have goddamn time for one of these fucking newfangled theme songs she just comes out to like you said whatever the wrestlemania theme is that year no it's the it's the classic um no because she comes out to big time by peter gabriel that's later yeah so you're right it is they then just do the wrestlemania theme for a while it's basically whatever they have and you can see this honestly you can see her stepping back in wrestling with the theme songs because the theme songs for a while were all also uh like 
she would probably made a deal with record companies that were like, listen, you want to fill the new filter song. You want it to be good. Well, now it's fucking Mike Knox's theme song or whatever. Yeah. Whereas now that she's uh, been running for Senate and now she's obviously in the White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then now um, now they're gone back to Jim Johnson. Write us a goddamn song. Mm hmm. Um, so you can see her or Flow Rider. Get a, get me Flow Rider. Do you think uh, Vince is uh, the only uh, artist he knows is Flow Rider? I think he likes what Flow Rider. There's has two to types of music: Kid Rock and Flow Rider. <laughs> yeah. When they do a song together, that will be every wrestler's theme. <laughs> in 1980, uh, in 1980, how of much, course the uh, much, Sugar Hill Gang invented Flow Rider, <laughs> <laughs> the first recorded Flow Rider song. <laughs> how much do you want to bet that Vince McMahon thought uh, "In Living Color" was just for Flow Riders? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that. Flow, I didn't realize there were so many mirrors. That's... All right. So, horrible, horrible... Linda accompanies Stephanie for and throws in the towel. Anytime there's like a Stephanie Shane Vince feud that Linda comes in as the like, oh my god, now Linda's here. Yeah, it's very much. Um, now in 2005, here's what I want to talk about. Uh, they're all basically Shane or sorry, Stephanie and Vince are verbally undressing Jim Ross. Do you remember this? Yes, this is one of the times they're verbally undressing is Jim this, Ross. Is this because the beginning flick of off his cowboy hat? The beginning of the because it's Vince. Uh, by the way, you know when they're near Oklahoma because Vince McMahon just beats the shit out of Jim Ross. <laughs> <What> <laughs> or you also know asshole. that Jim Ross has had personal tragedy. Keep in mind, this is a man who basically saved Vince McMahon's company and professional life. Yeah, he gets colon cancer, and Vince McMahon does a half an hour skit where he has he just pulls Jim Ross's head yeah. out of his ass. I wonder when his wife died if. <laughs> That's why he's back in NXT and he's going to piss in his mouth on his wife. The anniversary of his wife's death. I'm not going to make any comments terrifying. about that because I've said probably the joke I'm the most uncomfortable about being on air on the Brendan Burns, John Hastings alternative commentary to WrestleMania. Let's just say someone made Vespa noises. <laughs> oh, no. And I hope it was Brendan for your sake. It wasn't. Why do you still do comedy? <laughs> I, I don't. Here's You're my trying thing. to get yourself more known so it's just more upsetting things. I look forward to when I I get a real mainstream television show and then you and I just sit in a room with a clock counting down the seconds before anyone listens to the show and then I'm just fired. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a barista again. Yeah. Uh, Um, Hello, John. Yes. Just a quick question. We were listening to snippets of something called the the Rassel Raview. Yeah, um, Yeah. NBC's been canceled as a network. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so Vince all right so Bob Wright came back from the dead to <laughs> fire us. <laughs> They're all in the ring, they're making fun of Jim Ross. Linda comes out. This is classic Linda. She's going to block the fu- uh, the firing of Jim Ross. Nope. She says, and I quote in this voice, I'll attach this to the back of the episode, you're fired. She doesn't know how to say anything. She kicks Jim Ross in the nuts. Yes. He has to sell this nut kick which is just a it's like an old it, it wasn't a kick it was like watching my nana try and get into a truck it was just <laughs> slowly lifting her leg and jim ross being like oh i'm dead my nuts are it's dead still not the word the worst is the stunner she takes on i think it's either the raw homecoming or the thousand yeah of course it is embarrassing like it's not like well don't have him stunner linda <laughs> no we have to do something special stone cold stunners all the mcmahon it's the best because you it literally once Linda walks out. I remember watching it live, and all I was thinking was, 
Well, he's going to stun her, Linda. This is great. <laughs> this is... It's terrifying, right? Um, she does several appearances, uh, all in McMahon family uh, episodes. She pretty much her last hurrah with being on television regularly was 2007 um, because that's when she's getting into her Senate campaigns. John, you know politics more than Dylan. Say anything and you'll have Basically, she's me. trying to run in a very Democratic state, which is Connecticut, as a Republican. Losing Gonna over lose. and over the again. The one thing I also want to point out is her stepping down as CEO is what caused Shane McMahon to leave the WWE, people are pretty sure, um, because it was assumed that Shane would be appointed to that position by Vince. Instead, Vince appoints himself (laughs) (laughs) there's only one man for this job and that man is me but what happens the next year what happens next year benoit murders benoit murders so linda has to come back in as it's been 15 years it's about that time that linda's got to explain serial killers (laughs) oopsie doopsie they release reports that essentially are uh that 40 during the drug test proving that 40 percent of wrestlers and this is wwe drug testing which means like the way you take steroids you can cycle off and they'll be you get the effects but it's not in your system anymore essentially um and even with telling like non-randomized drug testing, uh, still 40% of the wrestlers test positive for steroids because they know this is kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, who gives a fuck. Um, and that is a Linda McMahon's time to shine because yeah. they get all the smallest wrestlers to talk. Uh, Mr. Kennedy, of course, says a bunch of bullshit that gets him fired. Listen to the Mr. Kennedy episode for more on that. Um, and they start prominently featuring CM Punk because they're like, well, we know this fucking emo weirdo isn't on steroids. Yeah. He's too much of a goddamn nerd. Yeah. So it's basically Linda McMahon. Thank McMahon. God the vegans here. Boo. <laughs> um, Man, eat meat. <laughs> Uh, and Linda is obviously front and center because she's so much more. How would you say it? She's so much more. Um, oh God damn it! What's the word? She Vince. If you ask him a question, he just sees four of his stepdads with uh, baseball bats yeah. and starts fighting back. Um, and whereas Linda knows how to be, she knows how to fucking Do you move the landmines around. Benoit committed that heinous, horrible act that Vince's response was, "Well, he was not a good father." <laughs> no, I think his act was like, well, now we're going to find a new ECW champion. Oh, plus. No SmackDown champion. I guess this is bad. No, he was ECW. He was supposed to wrestle oh, CM Punk right. that uh, yeah Sunday on the pay-per-view. Thank God that didn't happen. That would have really changed the landscape of the UFC in 2016. Jesus fucking Christ. So, um, yeah. and Linda McMahon that goes and runs for the Senate. Both campaigns are marred by the fact that uh, her opponents are able to just be like, what about all these lawsuits? What about all of this? What about your business practices? What about all these pending CTE lawsuits? All of that sort of stuff. She cannot fucking get a hold of it. Uh, is unable to lose She actually, voting-wise, got a surprising amount of the she vote. Su- she she lost by 10,000. Yeah, she surged and was very much close. That's why she ran again. Is because it looked like it was like, well, she could possibly do it. 
Um, she narrowed the gap. She really also opened the door, as a lot of Republican candidates did during the Obama administration, which was Obama was very bad for the Democratic Party because he was very much an independent president in the same way that Trump is, and that he moved separate from the party and had his own agenda, which opened the door for the Republicans to surge forward because people in places like Connecticut that are very locally active because it's a small state that needs very specific taken care of because it's a lot of out-of-state work so it's people mm-hmm. paying taxes in new york and then you derive other taxes from property and other stuff like that so it's a place where something like a republican senator can do well because people are looking for a reduced tax rates so they're not being double taxed both in new york yeah. and connecticut she surges ahead surges ahead now uh, a couple of things that they did do one of the things is she went to jesse ventura for advice uh jesse ventura um advice which was bury everything they're going to find everything uh, also, this was Jesse Ventura when he pitched his idea, which was um, him and Vince McMahon are going to have uh, wrestlers fight to decide who runs for the presidency of the United States. <laughs> Jesse's wrestler wins, and then Jesse goes, this is no longer wrestling. This is real. Um, I demand ballot access in all 50 states, and that's how he would launch his presidential campaign. I am so upset we were robbed of that. Yeah, um, but instead we got... Whoever shaved got their head shaved doesn't it gets their head shaved and the other one gets to be the president of the United States match. Where Bobby Lashley was and looking back on it, how bad must Bobby Lashley feel about himself? Yeah. He's helping Donald Trump. He's he- he's a big part of it. And Donald Trump also when Austin stunners Donald Trump, Bobby Lashley helps him up. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking awful. And I'm sure Bobby Lashley still doesn't see that as a bad thing. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. I was recently speaking to someone who has met Donald Trump a lot of times just because mm-hmm. we travel in weird circles. And I said, what is he like? And he's like, that guy just wanted to talk about comedy and pussy. Last time I was with him on his private jet, he said, so Sarah Silverman, those tits real? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like anything. Oh God. I can't find anything good about that man who's gonna maybe uh I mean we not maybe get a release this episode. There might be a nuclear holocaust. YOLO YOLO. There will not be a nuclear holocaust. Why? Because Linda McMahon will be like, Donald, actually, I signed a contract and now the president is mankind. (laughs) 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 What that's Linda McMahon! Don't think that The Rock won't run for the presidency of the United States. And don't think that this podcast will change from the Wrestle Review to let's make that happen. We know politics now. Yeah. Because politics the is politics now review? actually wrestling. If The Rock runs for the presidency of the United States, I guarantee one of us gets interviewed on CNN. What? It wouldn't be like a prime time. It'll be CNN International. And they'd be like, we need fucking somebody. I would love for Jim Cornette to get... Uh, interviewed and just be like, "Huh, Mr. Cornette, you must feel good." Like, no, this is fucked. Yeah, <laughs> we're all fucked. <laughs> a guy's public policy can't be work out at six a.m. rise and grind. <laughs> yeah, he's the first. Everyone's like, "Oh, we can achieve higher and brighter." And the rocks will be rise and grind, and his co his co running mate will be Kevin Hart, and they'll just their official policy will be clang and bang. Oh, you oh, do you want to see the presidential address? It's in the middle of ride along six. Yeah. <laughs> Because I replace Ice Cube. <laughs> the, you know, the State of the Union uh, is, it begins with, uh, I can't remember, what the, he's the doorman of the Senate or the House. I can't remember, but he knocks on the door. He has to knock on the door of the president. And then said, Goldberg will come out. That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> 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 and then in the middle of the State of the Union, wow, 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 wow. 
don't think if the rock doesn't run for the Brock Lesnar is going to F5 something that says the deficit on no, it. No, I mean run No, I run for prime minister prime minister <laughs> prime for for, pre- for president. Oh, is there a prime minister in America now? There should be. Good um point. If he does, then uh, the, the rock, then Vince McMahon won't try his goddamn damnedest to be like, I will give you a billion dollars for the purse, for the first <laughs> address to the public to be on Raw. <laughs> it opens Raw, and then, and then you just hear, down, 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 down. Oh my God, he's the Secretary of the Treasury, Roman Reigns, Secretary <laughs> of the Treasury. <laughs> That's great. That's what Vince Linda McMahon now in charge of small. Oh no! She's now in charge of the Small Business Administration. Um, I don't know exactly what she does, but I imagine it's something like opening a closet, seeing a a woman hanging by several hooks, ignoring it, <laughs> and having a nice cob salad. <laughs> because <laughs> there's not like she so clearly was like uh hey vance that thing that you I thought would never happen is, is happening and, she got sick and tired of cleaning up her husband messes so she decided to clean up a man who makes her husband seem reasonable's messes well they basically used all the profits from like three years of their company 90 million dollars to, to fund her campaign and also and this fills me with fucking dread. The WWE is the largest corporate contributor to the Trump campaign. Yeah, exactly. And that by a large margin, and that's yeah. huge tax ramifications because you have to do it in a certain way. It's why a lot of corporate contributors now go through PACs. Yeah, because um, you have to make all these huge individual donations timed at a certain point so you don't get levied. It's fucked. Yeah, and both and basically, it's like they're both running on a libertarian pa- platform. Once again, I assume Linda and Vince are get along way way better than we think. Um, I assume also that Linda essentially is like, she runs that man. Like I, I would not be, I would not be surprised if like everyone says, oh, Vince is this, Vince is that. I would not be surprised if Linda McMahon is essentially the fucking wizard. (laughs) Like, yeah, she, Vince McMahon is the green orb, which he's working on that technology that his soul will be put into a computer when he dies. Yeah. I don't think we'll know Vince McMahon is dead for a month. I think there's a contingency plan that for one month. He is propped up weekend at Bernie style at the gorilla position. And it's only when the flesh gets septic and skull begins showing through that they're like, okay, his eyeballs are dissolving. We can now put him in the <laughs> There gorilla. is a thought that in 10 years you will be able to upload your consciousness onto a computer. Vince McMahon will not die. Vince McMahon will do that in the next five years. Yeah. He will do it as soon as that technology is available. Uh, also, if we don't they, have it worked out. It's just swearing and showing your dick. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Best thing about Linda McMahon, Dylan? I think the best thing is what I said before. She was the principal character in the uh, late 90s, even into the mid 2000s, until they kind of ruined it with her big heel turn. Um, I should say, I'm using the word big very loosely, is that you need that. You need, it's like, ooh, uh, can I get real dickish with you? You almost need the Roman chorus, and Vince McMahon was very much that. She was the reasonable character in all this. She never got her hands dirty, uh, except when she really did, so I'm sorry about that. (laughs) When she was pegging him. Until 2003, she was just kind of like the innocent character. She was very much like a 90, she was an 80s babyface, really. Like, it's just like, she always had a motive. She never, like made stupid jokes or anything she always had a motive she always had like a 30 second promo she was just out there talking as a person to these ridiculous characters she really like broke she's the one who would always like you wouldn't really you would always forget vince being the commentator from 1992 and she really brought you back 
always to that old character and be like, what have you become? You're insane. Agreed. I want a divorce, whatever it was. Right? So she was very much like, yeah, she's she was absolutely necessary. Uh, can you say she's a good performer? No. Did she have to be for what she did? No. Um, What's your favorite thing about her? The moment she rises up from the wheelchair and brains fucking Vince McMahon with a trash can. Great. Is... That's the closest the WWE will ever get to a feminist revolution. <laughs> oh, don't you mean the Divas Revolution started by Stephanie McMahon? No, I, I don't know what that is. My favorite thing is uh, when there's more than one woman on a bill in comedy uh, congratulating them on their Divas Revolution and asking if they've thanked Stephanie McMahon for yeah. this. Have you thanked noted... Hey, Amy Schumer, did you know that Stephanie McMahon's the reason you got a movie? Yeah. Hey... Hey, Amy Schumer, thank Paige and buy her some blue. <laughs> also, did you know that that argument between her and Alberto Del Rio was they were in an airport arguing over where's the cocaine? Yes. The I best. think I told you that. I think you you and Brendan have both told me that repeated times. Bam, bam. Bam, bam. The worst thing about Lynn McMahon is everything about her as a performer, pretty much. I would say the worst thing about Linda McMahon is we don't know one of the dark things she's had to do. Like, Linda McMahon has walked into a hotel room put on rubber gloves, looked at a wrestler in the face and said, take a walk. <laughs> and that hotel room door slammed with authority. Ask ask this, which character from a movie is Linda McMahon? Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction. Shows up, got to do what she got to do, give me a lot of money, bye-bye. Like, she has shown up somewhere where Mick Foley is refusing to buy dinner because he's saying, don't you know who I am? And Linda McMahon has flown in to just pay for the dinner she killed jimmy snooker not only did she kill jimmy snooker <laughs> it's 50 50 whether or not she killed that woman for jimmy snooker as well all of I this will not is alleged to john morocco all of this i'll is alleged. murder your wife this is all alleged but you you have to this is this is hearsay and conjecture, conjecture. we are comedians. comedians satire 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 haha Wait, why can Alex Jones say inflammatory things, but we risk getting sued? He has more money. Good point. <laughs> he knows how to wear a blue blazer. He has a fan base that's just militarized people, and our fan base is just other versions of us. Yeah, no, our fan base... Tired white guys, unite! <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I get that. Oh, no, the rest of the review fans are here. They've brought their own lawn chairs that are sewn into their jeans. If this doesn't change, I'll nap till I'm hungry again, <laughs> then I'll eat. The wrestler review. <laughs> thanks very much for listening guys it's been a while since we did an old wrestler gorgeous, gorgeous george okay we'll do gorgeous george it's gorgeous george which is a treat for all of you because that guy was so famous and like so ripped off also weird things like he threw hairpins in the uh, to the crowd he, yeah spraying the world like the spraying the ring down with perfume yeah. all amazing basically oh by the way whenever michael hayes claims that he invented walking to the ring You'll notice he with caveats it with, yeah. with rock music. The reason he does that is because Gorgeous George used, Gorgeous George used to walk to the ring with music. Yeah. Great. And it's wrestling, so they have to always be like, I invented that. I was the first person who invented wearing boots on your feet. Before me, no one ever heard a wrist. I was the first person to hurt a man's wrist. Yeah. Before me, you wouldn't kick in the throat. You wouldn't do cocaine <laughs> through your nose and arm at the same time. I'm the first person to do cocaine How through that weird hole in your neck you get when you get cancer from smoking. How many women do you think that Linda McMahon has held the nose and mouth of that woke up in Michael P.S. Hayes' hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that Linda McMahon is the reason that Lita 
started a hardcore band. <laughs> We're yes. done with you. Let me tell you this. Here's what I'm impressed with. Not one mean Gene Oakland serial killer impression in this episode. Because Linda is the alpha and omega of that. <laughs> yeah. She's the one who, who she's the one who bought him his first set of power tools. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, I've been using my hands and I'm not sure if it's satisfying. What's your favorite movie? Oh, just a bunch of the stuff Gene shows me. <laughs> <laughs> just, I like to see the change. Have you ever seen the movie Nine Millimeter starring Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Now imagine if the perpetrator was a bald wrestling and a wrestling interviewer named Okerlund. <laughs> I like to watch the movie Hannibal because it's a documentary about Gene Okerlund. <laughs> except they hadn't caught him. <laughs> They'll never catch him. All right, that's our episode on Lynn McMahon. And by the way, we both are found murdered after this episode's release. You'll know the reason why. <laughs> this episode could be like. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that uh, story about D-Day where that guy in like rural, it was like somewhere in rural America, um, had a crossword puzzle and it just happened that it was all the code words for D-Day? And then, have you ever heard about this? No. It just happened. It was happenstance that it was, it was all- like Omaha, Juno. Yeah. All of them. And so they brought him in for questioning. He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm a crossword guy in Indiana. And they were like- Oh shit! Okay, yeah. and they just had to fucking put him in, in solitary confinement until D Day happened. We could have stumbled upon that. Are you telling me that we're the Woodward and Bernstein of the Linda McMahon portion of the Trump administration? Yeah, I'll tell you. I'm the Woodward. I'm the Deep Throat. <laughs> <laughs> peg me, peg me, Linda. <laughs> Take uh, bend over. Linda McMahon is your new overlord. President Kid Rock, <laughs> Vice President Linda McMahon. And I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just the, the, and the ghost of Gorilla Monsoon does the rest of politics because who cares? <laughs> the White House front lawn, if Kid Rock is president and Linda McMahon is vice president, is just a bunch of monster trucks upended and Linda McMahon gardening and just being like, well, you know, the end is coming. That's why I'm wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, read up on Kid Rock. He is the poshest man in the world. Thanks very much for your, for listening, guys. Remember, patreon.com backslash wrestle review. Patreon.com backslash wrestle review. You don't have to give monthly. If you give something, that'd be great. Preview of Kid Rock Research. Once got, He got his eagle tattoo on a four-post bed while watching movies. Like a bitch. <laughs> Not like Dylan's back tattoo, which was done so we could get sound editing for a project. <laughs> Goddamn right. I'm surprised we haven't added tattoos to the Patreon. I think we should throw that in there. Let's do it. We'll figure it out after this. Bye-bye. Oh, right. Thank bye, you. Bye-bye. Well, Vince, as your devoted wife, and Steph as your mother, I just simply cannot let the two of you continue this way. Last week, when we returned to USA Network, it was a wonderful opportunity for a new beginning for the entire McMahon family. It was a chance for a clean slate. The only way to garner respect from people is not Vince by yelling and screaming, or Steph by pitching a fit. It, it's by taking action.
Jr. on behalf of the entire McMahon family.